Hey, Katie Jones. Hey, Ryan Dergy. How are you? You know what? I'm good because I absolutely love when we have guests on because especially recently when we've kind of realigned how our podcast is going to be and we get these experts and their field coming on and you know they teach us and our listeners lots but i also like when you and i just get to gab and talk about love and dating (laughs) i was thinking the same thing i'm like so grateful for all of our guests and i want to continue doing that but once in a while it is nice for you and i just to get together spill some tea and update each other on what's going on uh exactly yeah, I so, miss you. I miss being able to hug you. I know. So obviously, all of our episodes are so timeless that you can listen to them for years to come. But mm-hmm. currently, we are still in the midst of the coronavirus. So Ryan and I haven't been able to actually see each other and eat pizza together. <laughs> for but, months. Uh, thank God for the internet, right? I know. I know. So today we decided to talk about one of our favorite topics and something that I feel like resonates really well with our listeners, and that is love and dating. And Oh my God. (laughs) You always give me that reaction every time we have an (laughs) intro like this. We decided to search the interwebs and uh, find the dating advice section on Reddit and find some questions and advice that people are looking for that maybe we can shed our opinions on and we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. So this question comes from the user cautious-dragonfruit and they said on the dating advice section of Reddit, I feel put off when my online dating matches who I've yet to meet show consistently bad grammar and spe- slash spelling in their texts. But then I feel bad for feeling this way because it seems somewhat superficial to judge a person based on their standard of English. Should I lower my standards on this? I know I have a strong opinion on this, but I don't know if maybe you want to share yours first. Well, um, I don't know. That's kind of hard to answer. I mean, the classic one people say is if you don't know the difference between the three theirs, then get lost. (laughs) Um, So I do understand you know, because you may be making kind of predisposed judgments, but then we also have to understand that, you know, we live in a world of texting. We grew up with texting. I mean, my mom abbreviates more than anyone I know. Like she'll say, oh, I know, and spell it N-O, or like the letter R, the letter, like letter U, like just spell where R, you know what I mean? So I think you kind of have to, for my personal opinion not be overly judgmental when it comes to that because you don't know maybe that's just how they how they text but I mean if you're wanting to be with a an English major or someone that has a very high level of speaking which is not very high level of me right now um, then maybe that is important to you so you don't have to necessarily feel bad that you're judging I just wouldn't get too too quick fire with that because they may be an amazing person that doesn't know how to properly spell there. So that's my opinion. Uh, my opinion on this is that it is a huge turnoff to me. And I think that you can go from potential dating material to hookup based off of your grammar and spelling, because it's like, if you're being like, what up? Or like, like you're saying like how and then the letter r and then the letter u like 
Um, I don't think that you're going to be my husband. I'm sorry, like, what are our vows going to be like? I mean, I guess vows you're saying out loud, so maybe it would be okay. But, like, I don't know. It's a turnoff to me. Unless English isn't your first language. You know, I've gone on dates with people where English isn't their first language. And that I'm accepting of. If English is your first language and you don't know the difference between your, you are, uh, or there, they are, <laughs> there. Like you don't even. <laughs> no, I do. I'm just pronouncing it. It sounds kind of weird. But I just think that well, for I mean, me, it is that. kind of a turnoff. I'm sorry. It's like, and you can't even, even if you have issues with writing, because not everyone's strong at that. They may be really good at doing taxes or something. I... <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd Well, then you that. definitely want them around, that's for sure. <laughs> Stop. I've met some good accountants, some nice accountants. I'm just saying that why wouldn't you at least take the time, especially as we're getting to know each other, to Google it? If you're unsure, Google it. It's a turnoff for me. I, I understand where this person's coming from, and maybe you can lower your standards a little bit, but if that's important to you, I'm sorry. I think it says a lot about someone um you know and some people may not know the difference between the two and maybe i am being a bit too judgy i'm just saying i like someone who's well read who follows the news and you know stays up to date with the news reads the news things like that so for me if you're reading you know news stories every day pretty quickly i think you're going to realize if there's errors in your uh in your writing ability um however i do find that with friends, I'll text like quick and short and, you know, abbreviate sometimes. Whereas like if I'm writing an email, I'm a totally different person. Yeah, no, I mean, there's more things I could say on this because I've dated people with different like educational levels um, that they might be some of the hardest working people I've ever known, but they didn't go to higher education after school. So they don't really necessarily tap into, you know, the correct spelling all the time. That's a good but point. You know, there's lots of different circumstances. Um, I think there's just laziness and sometimes, you know, so I could go on that one forever, but let's move on. All right. So where are we now? So this uh, user, you little town in England, oh, little town in England. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the headline is basically that they're scared they're going to be alone for life. Mm -hmm. And in this, this person from a little town in England says, I can never seem to connect with anyone emotionally. I always feel like I am getting up to someone, but they don't think I am. I am an overthinker and difficult and find it difficult to show my emotions. I honestly just need some advice. Well, don't worry. That's why we're here. <laughs> in um, case you're listening, little town yeah, in England. In so for me, I could not talk on that through personal experience it would just i would just talk through common sense but because i don't have a hard time connecting emotionally with people because i never shut up so they're just forced to you know <laughs> connect with me. but i mean this question kind of reminds me of the classic thing women say oh she's such a bitch when really she's just shy i think a lot of times people that are more reserved more withdrawn or maybe very shy in social settings, the list goes on. They may feel as though they're giving a lot of themselves to the conversation or what be when 
the people around them may interact at a different level and feel, you know, that person isn't really connecting with me. I think there's a lot of different scenarios. And I also believe that's why we have to be kind to one another. I mean, you could think that that person isn't reaching out very emotionally when, let's say you're on a date, when you don't know that she's recovering or he's recovering from an extremely hiking breakup. Um, or that there's something traumatic going on in their lives, or whatever the case. Um, but this user that is worried about not connecting emotionally, maybe they need to have like an open and honest conversation with someone close to them and kind of get their perspective on it. Um, because I think humans, we innately want to connect with others some are just better at doing it than you know other people so i don't know that's a tricky one what do you think so i i can totally relate to this in a sense because i've had that thought too where it's like what if i don't end up finding my match because you know as you continue to date you're like why am i not connecting with these people they seem like good people but i'm just not connecting to them i don't i don't find it difficult to connect with someone emotionally i wouldn't say uh like i i, I don't have that issue. But, you know, as far as being alone and single, I think the main thing is, is to be comfortable with yourself as cliche as that is. I think for a long time, people would tell me that and I'm just like, yeah, but there's a void that I need filled, you know, by someone else that I'm dating. And I do think that that's important part of, of life is connecting with someone on that. Um, especially for me, I do still want that but I realized that I needed to work on myself and be happy alone. And that's really helped me. Uh, so I don't, I don't find it that I have to be scheduling dates, you know, every week and trying to find a match. It's just like, you know what, hopefully it will come naturally. And in the meantime, I am okay on my own. Yes, it would be nice to experience some of this stuff with someone else. But I think that if this person were to connect more with themselves and what they're looking for, they may find it easier to connect with people as well as may uh, diminish some fears about being alone for life. So next question, this is by user, what's a good name? One, two, three, four, five, four. A very clever person. Um, so the headline is a girl said she didn't want a relationship with anyone and then started dating my best friend two years later. Ooh! No, two days later. Two days. Is that what I, what did I say? You said two years later. No, two days people. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the little subtext with that says, it just feels like a kick in the, you know, where, so the, just picture a boy. <laughs> because I genuinely believed what she said about not being ready for any relationship. But now all of a sudden, dating my best friend, I just feel like something's wrong with me. Okay, well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So this person I feel probably is a little bit younger. I'm just assuming I could be totally wrong. Um, because there's nothing wrong with anybody just because a specific person doesn't want to date them. Speaking on personal experience. She probably was just saying that um, to not hurt you. Mm -hmm. um, all of, most likely already had her eyes set on your best friend. I'm sorry. And there was actually probably something already going on, to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that does suck. You, you don't ever want to see the person that you have a big crush on date someone else. You don't want to see the person you have a big crush on that you told you were interested re reject you. And then on top of it, being vulnerable to then be rejected, to then have to see it all the time because 
she's picked your best friend. That is one massive sting. So I feel for you and I feel for anyone that's gone through this. I feel like it's probably quite common, maybe not the best friend aspect, but you know, putting yourself out there and it not being returned, but you'll move on. Time heals everything and there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that likely, we don't know the full situation, but likely she was talking to the best friend already. And I do think that I don't really think it's great when people say that they're, they don't want a relationship. They tell someone that only because they don't like that person, but actually they do want a relationship. I personally think that honesty is the best policy in many situations, including this. So I think it would have been better if she just said that she views this person as more of a friend. Uh, Because now think about the dynamic with her saying that and then now dating his best friend. Like, how is this going to work? Like, the best friend probably is going to want to lose this guy as a friend. Oh, oh, absolutely. And just to any listeners that either don't know Ryan or know Ryan through the podcast, he he loves honesty. So, like, he'll go on a date and then text the person and be like, I wasn't feeling it. I'm not interested. (laughs) I'm like, you what? He's like, I just think all this honesty is the best policy. I'm like, could you let the guy get in this front door first? Stop. No, no. It's always better to be honest because then, A, you're not being a liar, which I think we all strive to not be. And also, if it's going to be in that person's face, like that's horrible. It'd be one thing if you went on like a Tinder date and you're never going to see them again and you just kind of felt like, oh, I don't want to tell them I'm not interested in them, that I'm just going to say I'm not ready. But if you're going to see this person all the time, A, you're going to look like an idiot and just tell the truth. Yeah. And I've been better with that. I don't text them right away that I'm not feeling it. I wait. Usually now if they text and they want to meet up again and I'm not feeling it, I let them know. It's like, why do I have to be proactively reaching out? Like, let's just see how they may also not be feeling it. So recently I have been just kind of letting things drift away. Like I went on a FaceTime with this guy and uh, we had met on Tinder And um, since obviously we couldn't meet in person because of everything that's going on, um, I realized after the FaceTime that I just was not feeling it at all. And afterwards, I was like, thanks for FaceTiming. Like, that was good. And he's like, yeah, like, that was really fun, blah, blah, blah. And then the conversation died for two months until he texted me a couple days ago and was like, hey, how are you doing during the quarantine? And I literally had to think about for five minutes, wait, who is this person? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, oh my then I, God. and then I scrolled through a combo and I'm like, Oh, right. I FaceTimed with him. And, um, yeah, like the conversation kind of fizzled. I was nice though. And I responded, but it was very friendly rather than flirty. And I think he got the message and he, you know, just stopped replying. So I've been better with that rather than just shutting them down. I kind of wait to see if they're going to even take more initiative, you know? Well, there you go. So I found another question. It's not on our list, but it's on Reddit. So the next question is from username the Choco Chick, and the headline is "My crush said he likes me, but isn't sure because I'm not his type." Katie, what? I'm. I think I like you, but I'm not sure because I normally don't go for people like exactly. you. Exactly, that seems to be the case for, based off the headline. Um. Well, okay. I understand if like a lot of people do have types like. There's, you meet a lot of people that I'll speak from a guy interested in a woman, like, oh, I only like small petite girls or, you know, brunettes are really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also like the other side of it, like standards, like 
they have to like be religious or they have to have gone to university or whatever. And then it can be kind of like weird if all of a sudden you find yourself attracted to someone that you've never have been before, like that certain identity hasn't kind of sparked your interest. But I mean, I think that's awesome. I think it shows that you're more than just one dimensional, not to be mean, but like, and I also don't know how on the other person's side, I don't know how appreciative I'd be to be told like, I like you. I wouldn't normally, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, you're lucky to like me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, you are lucky to like me. And I understand that not everyone is everyone's type, but I think I I didn't read too much into this post, but I'm just going to generalize here. And I think that if someone were to say that and, you know, it would be kind of a turnoff. It's like, yeah, maybe you can think that, right? But do you have to flat out say that? Why don't you get to know me and see uh, how it grows? I totally understand that people have types, you know, Uh, however, I think that you should keep an open mind because sometimes that connection based off personality does really grow and does attract you to the person. And I feel like you've experienced that in the past, right? Where you necessarily, you may not have been attracted to someone right off the bat based off looks, but as you got to know them, you became super into them based off of personality. I feel like you've told me a story like that before. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people can surprise you. And I think that we have to remember that, especially in the dating game or meeting new friends is, yeah, we all kind of gravitate to certain personalities. Like, you know, you and I are very outgoing, kind of outspoken people. So I naturally kind of gravitate that way. But whereas like my boyfriend is a much quieter person than me, I wouldn't necessarily call him shy. I mean, he can be shy, but he's just much quieter than me. Um, But I didn't make that like a be all end all kind of situation. Oh, you Mm -hmm. aren't a crazy wacko like me there. We're not going to (laughs) work. No, people surprise you. And I mean, there have been people that, you know, I wouldn't find, you know, I wouldn't be interested in that way. And then, you know, you become friends and you get more. And again, people surprise you and think, wow, I didn't think that I could feel this way or whatever the case, but don't go telling that person that they don't normally criteria because that's a little <laughs> narcissistic yeah and um i just thought of i just pictured two katie joneses in a relationship and i think that'd be total chaos <laughs> and i love you but i think that you need a balance in your partner just like i need balance can you imagine two ryan Durgies? no <laughs> god and that's the thing like yin and yang like you know people i we've spoken about this before but i'm a firm believer in like opposites don't necessarily attract but if they're not such huge opposites they can work in your favor so like if a loud outgoing social like party animal for example all those things date someone that like doesn't like people doesn't want to leave the house like that for me that's just too opposite not saying it hasn't been successful for some people because i'm sure it has but it's too opposite where if there's like a balance like my boyfriend likes to go out for example twice a week and I like to go out five times a week then we could like <laughs> you know negotiate on three or whatever the case is but if you're too different if you're too opposite then I just find like I don't know I don't see how that works but yeah I'm sure there's lots of people listening being like me and my boyfriend are totally different what are you talking about 
Well, I think what I, I, from what I remember in university is, I think it was in a social psych class or sociology, we learned that opposites can attract, I believe, based off of some personality traits. But as far as values, it doesn't work out well if opposites as far as values. So I think that would do with religion. It would do with the way that you raise your kids, probably, if you want to have kids. And yeah, also like financial stability. 100%. Yeah. I Like for me, if someone was really bad with their money and saving, that would be a huge turnoff because I'm someone that is good at saving money and managing my money. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's not like, oh, I like pop music. Oh, I like rap. It's exactly like the fundamentals of you, who you are kind of to the core and where, what you want out of life. And mm -hmm. you know, so I think that that's a little different. Um, but I do agree with you there. Moving on to the next question. Uh, hopefully you all, all the listeners out there are enjoying this so far. So this one, uh, my crush knowing it was my birthday didn't wish. Um, they go on to blabble saying I had posted an Instagram story. Wah, wah. Thanking my friends. She saw the story. She asked if it's my birthday. And I said, yes, sometime passed. I had sent a meme in between. She never with. So basically this person knows that it's the person's birthday and didn't wish them happy birthday and you're supposed to be friends whether or not that person has a crush on you back or just sees you as a friend i think that's rude it'd be one thing if they were just really busy at work one day and the date slipped like they forgot oh march 17th was that person's birthday but if you have seen it and yeah. they're supposed to be your friend i think that you should go probably have a crush on someone else because that's just rude they know it's your birthday they You've you're supposed to be friends. So yeah, I'm not about that. Yeah. I'm not that person, but I'd set your site somewhere else. Well, yeah. And this is posted by user Tyler underscore Durden underscore three. I think that it's, it's, this situation sounds strange because she replied, she asked if it was his birthday and then he said yes. And then she didn't say anything about happy birthday. Like you think most people like, oh, happy birthday. I think as far as the reason why I thought this question stood out is because I think that if you do have a crush on someone, or even if it's an ex, I think it is nice to wish them a happy birthday if you're still in touch. Don't you? Um, yeah, it depends on the relationship. But yeah, if you're friends, of course. Yeah. And I, I've had an ex reach out on my birthday before, and it felt really good. It's like, oh, wow, like you actually took the time to wish me a happy birthday and we're cordial enough to be able to do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, you don't want to hate anybody, let alone someone you shared part of your life with, but that's going to be situational. Why that relationship ended, how badly did it end? How new is it? What's happened since there's lots of different factors that would stop me from saying birthday, but you know, try to be friends with everyone is my advice. But I feel like if you see someone's story that's like, you know, all about their friends posting happy birthday, for the most part, if I'm like, you know, somewhat close to them, I usually will reply and say happy birthday because that feels so good when it's on your birthday and people are wishing you a happy birthday. I know, Katie, you're not huge on social media, but I relish in. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, it's my birthday. I can't wait for all the posts. <laughs> <laughs> or even like just like the happy birthday texts and the calls and it's nice especially for me who had a quarantine birthday yeah that's true that's true um okay what's the next question Rye? so this is from the user mobile dash primary and they say 
them wanting something casual has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And I thought you'd have an interesting perspective on this. Uh, my perspective, uh, you know, just to give a little bit more context of this post, they say that feeling ashamed that, for example, with a woman uh, that's into guys, feeling ashamed that a guy only wants something casual with them uh, and they think that there's something wrong with them. So I think that this does happen a lot where people think that just because someone wants something casual, it means that there's something wrong with them. I think that it does have a lot to do with a person. I would agree with this. And I think it also has to do with the person maybe not thinking that you're the right match, but that doesn't reflect on you as a person and your values and all of your accomplishments and successes. So I think it's hard sometimes when you're in the moment because you want to take it personally. But if someone only wants something casual with you anyways, why would you want to take it to the next level if that's how they view you as something casual rather than someone that they want to, you know, for example, spend their life with. Yeah. I mean, my advice would be stop defining your self-worth and importance based on if people want you or not, because, you know, that's just dumb. I mean, I, I know it's easier said than done. If you really do like someone and they don't like you back, you can't think like, oh, am I not pretty enough or whatever. But really, we need to get to a point with it ourselves that we're not defined by people's interest in us um but also i mean people can want things casually for many many reasons i mean i they just gotten out of a very serious relationship and they're not willing to kind of go down that road again or people that kind of do not want to spend for example their 20s in a serious relationship they just want to live it up and be free but they like you so they want something to remain but they don't want to get all serious um, there are some people like when I dated, when I was living overseas, I wasn't going to stay there past my visa. I had never had planned to, and that person wasn't going to Canada. So it was just a casual thing. It was a mutually casual thing, but I think there's lots of different, lots of different things. And my other piece of advice, if you really, really like this person and them only wanting to be casual with you becomes too hard that you're either, you know, like really missing them and it's all consuming, or you really just start doubting your self-worth, then I would say as hard as it may be, the casual thing clearly working for you. So move on because you don't want to stay in something where you're sacrificing what you want just to please that other person. Like I've been mm -hmm. there where I want them, but this is all they're willing to give me. And it's not enough, but I don't want to lose them. So I'm, they're not sacrificing what they want, but I'm going to sacrifice my needs and my desires, wh whatever they may be. So I think in those, yeah, in those circumstances, you have to kind of figure out, is it worth? And if it's becoming too hard on someone emotionally, I would say walk away. Well, this ties into something that I want to ask you personally, and I've struggled with this is I've gone on so many dates over the last, well, maybe not so many, but I would say, you know, maybe five to 10 dates over the last year and a bit. And I would say for the, for basically all of them, I wasn't feeling that strong of a connection, whereas the other person seemed to be. And then I feel like crap because I'm like, why do I not like these people romantically when clearly they do and they're committed to getting to know me further? And I'm not because I'm not feeling that connection. How can I deal with that? Because that's been a struggle sometimes where I'm almost like blaming myself and I feel really sad about it because 
you know, again, this awesome person likes me. Why can't I just like them back that way? Uh, well, I don't know. You know me. I have a million explanations and reasons thing. But if you genuinely feel like every single time that you go out with someone you're not interested, you just genuinely be not interested in those people. You haven't met your right person. You're a very particular person, which is not a bad thing. You're not really going to bend too much. I think you'd be willing to try things but like you know who you are what you want where you want to go the kind of partner that you need and that you strive for and I just don't think you're one of those people that it's like well it would do and I'm lonely so I'm just gonna brush my issues to the side just so I have someone which Mm -hmm. is very common and you don't do that um so I wouldn't get upset of yourself over that I think you should be proud that you know who you are and that you're not willing to settle for less on um, that same token, if you genuinely feel like maybe it's because you're, you just find that you're not able to open up enough to open your heart, then that might be something that you want to think about. Like, am I truly not interested in these people or am I coming up with reasons to not like them because I've, you know, not been alone for a long time, but you know, you have been a single man for a while and you know what that's like. So yeah. maybe there's some insecurity with, you know, entering into something new and, yeah. you know, sharing your time and sharing your heart. But also, I mean, I would just not give yourself a hard time of being a picky person. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, we have two more questions here. So I have another one here that is from Lux Crimes. And they say, how does it feel to actually fall in love with someone? So I feel like I've fallen in love with someone I do feel like the people that I've fallen in love with haven't been in love with me back. So I think you'll be able to speak more to that, Katie. But as far as falling in love, what I've experienced is they're always on your mind. You're always thinking about them. And it becomes something, at least for me, where you you get excited to talk to them, you know, at the end of the day or whenever you talk to them. You get excited when things happen throughout the day and you want to share it with them you would uh you would you know sacrifice a lot for them you you feel like you you care for them to this deep extent um and you envision you know potentially a life together and what that looks like that's what love feels like to me you kind of just know uh you just you know when it's happening um and i definitely think there's a difference between um being infatuated with someone and being in love with them uh, when you're infatuated with them, I think it's a little bit, it's a little bit um, more surface level, at least for me, like, you know, you have the attraction, maybe the sexual feelings towards them and emotionally. But when you are in love with someone, I find that it's so much deeper than that. And at least from my experience, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think all of those things, for me, it's been you think about maybe places you want to go in the world or things that you want to do and the person that you're with or that you're dating that you're automatically picturing them there so let's say for example you're picturing the eiffel tower you're and you standing in front of it you automatically see that person there with you Mm -hmm. um just because it sounds corny but you can't picture your life without them yeah so you want to share like the big moments the important moments the hard moments and you've just you find someone that you constantly want to make better in the sense of you always want to strive to be better because you care to a very deep extent. 
I mean, I, love is hard to put into words. Love is love when it just is love and it, it is what it is. And I think there's lots of different types of love. I think there's crazy infatuation. Um, I myself have been in love a few times, but I think it's when you strive to be the best version, hopefully of yourself for mm -hmm. that person and want the best for them. And, you know, obviously you have to be attracted to them and yeah. And like be okay with the hard times because you're still with sharing those times with your partner. I don't know. It's hard. It's just when it, it just makes sense and it doesn't make sense not being with them. Would you say that it's usually easy when you fall in love, those feelings progress easy compared to when it's, it's tough. And maybe that means that you're not actually in love or it's not the right person. I think that if you're willing to give up when the tough gets tough, because it will get tough, then that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not in love, like in love with them, but they might not be the right person. But like I've dated people in the past where arguments been like, okay, well, this isn't working. And people where it's like, no, 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 we're making this work no matter how hard this may be. Couples can have, you know, bad arguments, bad fights, go weeks that they're in a bad place or just be in a bad place for a day, whatever the situation is. But love gets hard and all those mushy, gushy feelings, they should always be there. But that doesn't mean that like that your partner can do no wrong in the beginning. And then trust me, they can do wrong as time goes on. <laughs> um, but someone that you're willing to fight with and fight for, I think is important. Yeah, I agree. All right, Katie, do you want to wrap things up with the last question that we have here off of Reddit's dating advice section? Okay, Ryan Derge. <laughs> okay, so this one is from Left Serial, and it is called Handwritten Letter as a Text. I don't even know what this one's about, Ryan, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to do this. Besides, our listeners love your voice, so you, you, you take it away. All right, so our final question to wrap things up is from Left Serial. And this person is basically talking about how they, for about a month, they've been texting uh, this same girl. Uh, they're both around the same age and they knew each other in university. And they said that, um, I guess the dynamic's been going well and that they decided that once all of this quarantining is over, that they would get a drink once the bars open up again. And he recently found his old fountain pen and that he finds it's quite pleasant to write with. So basically, he wants to write this girl a handwritten letter on paper and sending a scan of it as a text to initiate conversation. And he's wondering people's opinion on it and whether it would be, you know, would it come across more in a joking manner or would it be seen as clingy? So my thought on it is that I think it's a bit too much. Uh, personally, I think that, you know, just wait and see once the bars open up how that date goes or schedule like a video chat and have wine and maybe talk about your pen first and see how she responds to it. And then maybe after a couple dates, you can write something and say that you're interested in pursuing this in something more. But I think at this point, personally, based off of this situation, I think that that would be a bit much to handwrite out a letter uh, when you're just still establishing the relationship. And this comes from someone who has definitely been clingy at the start of a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's refreshing. I, but again, if it 
came from something you like weren't attracted to and you didn't see that way, you might be a bit like, oh, <laughs> they do that. But if you had the hots for this person, you would probably say, wow, like that's so sweet, you know, and such a social media over the phone texting world. This person has taken the time to write me something that's important to them. And like, I think that's really sweet, but like if a creepy person did it, I wouldn't like it. I probably not. But I don't know, like we can all text. And I think to take the time, probably also maybe shows that they're a bit of a romantic, which I'm all for. So I don't know. But I guess I, you want the right person to put the correct sentiment out. And if, if they're writing you letters and it's not your thing, then you're probably going to end up feeling a certain type of way about it. No, listen, I would love letters. And I love the idea of someone writing out their feelings. You know, I do like... I feel like my love language, one of them is definitely affirmation. So if you're expressing that in a letter, I think it's super cute. However, I would like that in a relationship to freshen things up and to receive that once in a while. I think that'd be super cute. I would think though, if someone sent me a handwritten letter via text and we hadn't met up, I mean, I guess he knows her from university, but we haven't met up for an actual date yet. Personally, I think it would scare me off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I do understand that. And knowing you, I understand that. Why? What do you mean knowing me? Well, Wait just a be, second. Yeah, no, just well, exactly what you just said. I think that you feel like it's too much and we need to get to know each other in an established situation before you start doing stuff like that. Yeah. Well, thanks to our listeners. I just want to give a special shout out to everyone that's continued to listen to the podcast. Um, I know things are tough. I'm someone who I listen to, you know, one or two podcasts right now during quarantine. But for the most part, I would listen to podcasts on my commute to work. And, you know, it's a tough time for that. So we appreciate everyone that has continued to listen throughout our journey. It's been, I believe, more than a year and a half now, 40 plus episodes that we've recorded. And we've had a continuous base of listeners from around the world. And I just want to say that I'm super thankful for that. Yeah, me too. Thank you, guys. Like Ryan said, on your way to work, on the bus, while you're walking, in your car. It's very easy to, to take the time because, you know, you're already doing something. But anyone that is still supporting us and listening, thank you very much. We love you a lot. Just a reminder to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Is This Adulthood or ITA underscore podcast on Twitter. My Instagram and Twitter is at Ryan Jerky. Feel free to follow me on there. My Instagram is KT E Jones and, and my Twitter 01 Katie Jones. Awesome. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Love you lots. Feel free to DM us any topics, a guest, anyone that you want us to talk to or that you want to hear more about on our podcast. And we'll definitely take it into consideration. Thank you so much. Guys. Love Bye. you guys. Bye. Bye.